0: Welcome to the House on Fire podcast. Our aim is to light a fire for Jesus in the homes of those who listen through encouragement and equipping. Let's partner together to advance the gospel in the next generation. I am your host, Lucas Jackson, and I am passionate about seeing more people on fire for Jesus. When you listen to the House on Fire podcast, you'll hear from people you can rub shoulders with every week at Bethel Church, because all of our guests are from our church family. These are people striving to love God, love others, and to serve the world. Thanks for joining us on this episode of the House on Fire podcast. We're grateful to be able to have Adam on today. Adam, thanks for being here, man. Hey, I'm glad to be here. Absolutely, brother. Well, tell us a little about yourself and your family. Oh man! Well, open book. So, married.
1: Wife's name's Alicia. Yeah. Fourteen years, I think. <laughs> I Close hope, enough. Hope if she's listening to this, then yeah, she'll she'll correct me later. Yeah. Um. But yeah. Fourteen years. Uh. Got two kids. Um. Ten-year-old daughter. Five-year-old son. Um. Been in ministry for seventeen-ish years. Yeah. Been youth pastor, worship pastor. Lived in Kansas, Missouri, Michigan. Did it all. Um. But yeah. That's a little bit about me. I mean, you, that's great. You, know, you tell me more. No, that's great. Where, where'd you grow up? Uh born and raised in Michigan. Okay, Michigan,
0: like small the, town. The large, myth, large. The myth of you know God's right hand is what it's that, called. That's what I. That's what I've not heard. Actually, well, it it actually is. <laughs> Maybe it's because I know I never, you're from Texas, but Michigan. I'm not from is. Texas, Adam. I'm I, sorry. I'm from Kansas, man. We talked about uh, this. Okay, that's I okay. understand. That's okay.
1: Uh, yeah, no, uh, an hour and a half north of Detroit. Okay. Michigan on the Thumb Coast. Um, yeah. yeah, born and raised there. My wife was born and raised in Oklahoma. Okay. Met in Springfield, Missouri. At college? Baptist Bible College. Baptist Bible College. Ring by Spring.
0: It's, uh, the uh, they have one of the smallest airports that I'm aware of in, in Springfield? Missouri. Springfield or in Missouri? Uh, well, it's uh, Branson, Missouri. Oh,
1: the Branson Airport. Yeah.
0: It's like a, it's like the size of this room <laughs> almost. It's so, small. It's pretty small. Yeah. So you guys, so what, uh, so where did your wife grow up then?
1: Uh well she grew up in Oklahoma. Okay, so, so Oklahoma
0: and you guys meet We met at Springfield, Missouri. Okay. Yep. Did you guys grow up in Christian homes?
1: Uh I did. Okay. You know, Alicia did too. Um my my family, um, I mean, I've been in church forever. Yeah. For as long as, long as I can remember.
0: Before you were born on oh, your yeah. mom's womb. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that, <laughs> that's, man. That's a new statement. I've never heard that. So hey, I'm gonna keep that. I uh I I know lots and lots of students who uh, they can claim that as well. So, which is a blessing. I mean, that's, <laughs> oh, yeah. That's super. One cool. of the best places to grow up in is I've, a church. I've yet to have a student, though, say that they were like, that mom had them at church, you know? Like, no, we like, be careful. Because no, 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 birth. They were birthed at church. I
1: understand. That's what I say. Be careful because you're a large church. It could happen. It could happen.
0: I, I would love to, I'd love to deliver a baby. I no, that. You know, you know, I'd be, I'd be, then I'd have a sermon illustration to share when I'm not here, when I'm somewhere else. You oh, know? man. Uh, so anyway, well, uh grew up in Christian homes. Uh would you guys study? Uh, ministry related? Or? Yeah. I, I mean,
1: we both, we, uh we both graduated with our degree in youth ministry. Okay.
0: Um
1: And then I went back to get my master's in Bible or master's in uh church ministries. Okay. So I graduated about five years ago, a little over five years ago. Okay. With my master's in
0: is that like a like a leadership type? Yeah, well, yeah
1: kind of. Um, it's more on the, uh, um, the, uh, it's heavy on the theology. Okay. And also in evangelism discipleship. Okay. So when you say church ministries, it's not it's not. Hey, I'm going to be, uh, you know, I would come in and I tell you how church is to be ran. No, it's it's yeah. It, it's essentially you know what, what what you believe your theology or. Okay. Uh, heavy on evangelism, too. Yeah. Um,
0: and, yeah. And what year did you graduate? Or, are you, so you oh, know. Oh, man. Do you remember? No. Okay. So, you graduated and then, and then you start doing ministry where? Uh, right here.
1: I okay. mean, well, so, look, if you back up even more, you know, I graduated undergrad first. Okay. Yeah. And then we went to Kansas. Okay. You're from Kansas, born and raised in Kansas, yes, right? Sir. So, we were an hour south of Wichita. Okay. In our Kansas City, Kansas. Doing I, youth ministry. Youth, doing youth ministry and worship. Um, did that for almost five years. Okay. And then, uh, we went back to Springfield, Missouri and I got my, uh, master's degree and then right out of there, uh, up here at Cooperstown Bible camp. I mean, camp has always been huge for us. It's, it's, it's threaded inside of our lives. And so without even, we, we went off of a Facebook page and a pretty old web page. We didn't even come here. We've never experienced North Dakota. Yeah. And we felt God calling. We actually asked each other, which is funny, before we took it on, we said, uh, "Do you see any reason to say no? Do you, have you been praying to, for God to close this door?
0: Yeah. We're like, "And hey, did God close it? Nope. Yeah.
1: Okay, time to jump in. So we jumped, we jumped head first in the deep end.
0: And so you're, you're the director of Cooper, Cooperstown Bible Camp, which is an EFCA camp. Correct. Yep. Which are, uh, what right at a, like an hour and a half just We're an west hour and of us.
1: Yeah, an hour and a half west of, a little bit northwest of
0: Fargo. Fargo. Yep. And how long have you guys been there?
1: That'll well, be five years, January 26th, man. January
0: 26th. Five years. So, oh yeah, you're, yeah, we have that in common where we both decided to move north of normal in the middle of the winter.
1: Yes, that's a dumb move. When you're like, hey, let's go north, and it, hopefully we can avoid any snow.
0: Yeah, it, it makes things spicy. But if I remember correctly, you guys moved up here, and it was like crazy snowing, yep. right?
1: Well, it wasn't, no, 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 no. Okay. It wasn't crazy snowing. No, okay. when we moved up here, it, it, was, it was cold. Okay. We left Springfield, Missouri when it was 62 degrees. We came up here, and it was negative 30. Yeah, that's- We that's, dropped in Fargo here.
0: That's a little different.
1: Yeah, 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 and then and then a day after we fin- we moved in, that's when that polar vortex came through. Okay, and we kept getting phone calls and saying it's not it's not always like this. You it's know. not always like I'm trying to figure out who lied to me and who's just kind of, hey, you'll be fine. You know, North yeah. Dakota doesn't always get like that. Well, we kind of experience it now, so.
0: Yeah, it's funny you say that because I've probably had a dozen or so people say, Hey, Lucas, just so you know it's not always like this. And I'm It's not like, always like this. I'm like, I'm not even asking the question here. It's cool. You know, I'm here. You know, I'm I'm not I'm cool. It's well, all gr- good. You know, growing I'm not going up in anywhere. Michigan, I'm already used to the cold, just not North Dakota cold. So would it get to like, you know, negative ten in Michigan? No. I never So it wouldn't no. even get that cold there. No. Okay.
1: I don't think I've ever never experienced negative weather until moving here.
0: I, I, that would work. Yeah. That would apply to me too.
1: I mean, even in Kansas, I mean, Kansas, the, you live in there, it was ice. Yeah. It was it wasn't pretty, so much snow. We had snow, but not. Yeah. We had more ice than snow.
0: Yeah. I I remember a couple of times it rained and then snowed. And then, so then every tree limb knocks every power line down in the state. And like we were out having every, like every other year. So it was always the ice. It was never the snow. And it really always. never, I don't ever remember even it getting, I, mean, I don't know, maybe once in my lifetime, I got like, negative, but I don't, probably not.
1: I don't recall. And if I did, it's one of those memories that you just kind of tuck away yeah. and you don't want to ever think about again. Yes, sir.
0: You know? Yes, sir. So, uh, so you're leading the ministry at Cooperstown Bible Camp. So tell us a little bit about the camp and the ministry that takes place there.
1: Yeah. So CBC is a year round ministry. We are owned and operated by the, uh, EFCA, so Evangelical Free Church of America. They're, they're, uh, they're, they're, they're the, they're the Denomination that owns the camp, but again, it's not just denomination only. So we do groups, we do guest groups, we do uh, kind of three tiered systems. So we have our summer camps during yep. summer. We do nine weeks of summer camp, and then we have our own programming throughout the year. So men's retreat, women's retreat, automatics, or teen events and stuff like that. And then, then yeah. we have our our churches, uh, like uh, Bethel here. You come out, you guys come out and do yep. the uh, the fall retreats. You yeah. Know? So we're we're a year round. The only really downtime we have is during December. Okay. Right now, but we we kind of use this month to. Launch twenty twenty four ideas and get things set for our our upcoming year. But yeah, yeah it's uh we're getting ready to celebrate a hundred years next year. Man, that's awesome. well. Sorry, hold on, we're not into next year yet. Twenty twenty five. Okay, it's when we celebrate. So 1925, hundred years. I'm excited about being able to celebrate uh, the hundred years of ministry in yeah. North Dakota.
0: Yeah, that's awesome, man. That's super cool. Well, let's dive into our topic of discussion today, and that's uh, finding joy in the holidays. And man, what a robust topic. And so, you know, why why the need to even find joy in the holidays?
1: Well, I, I tell you what, man, It's I guess we can lay the foundation work as far as joy in itself. For sure. And we'll, we'll discuss a little bit about the, you know, defining it and what it actually means. But I think the first thing that we got to think about is joy being subjective mm. to each and every person. So joy is going to be different. Yep. Between each person. Absolutely. So if I were to ask you the question, I said, Lucas, what, what brings you joy? What's something that, what are, what's, what can you list off? Top three things that bring you joy.
0: Top three things that bring me joy. Uh, well, I love hanging out. I love doing projects with my kids. So okay. I was building a little leaning ladder quilt kind of blanket thing with my daughter this past weekend. So I love doing that kind of stuff, hanging out with my family. Um, and there's two other things that quickly come to the list. I'm probably going to have a long list. Uh, but I, I love road, riding my motorcycle. So I'm not like a hardcore hardly hog kind of guy. I just, I love riding my motorcycle though. Um, and I really, really like shooting animals. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't had to, have not been able to do it. You since. need to come out to camp then. Oh, I know. We've talked about that we, a little we've bit. We've got
1: some, some animals that need a, to eat a
0: couple bullets, but yes, so, yeah, so, so see, those are things that bring me joy.
1: That's great. It's uh, Like I said, it's going to be subjective between the, each and every person. You know, I yeah. also enjoy shooting animals and yeah. eating animals as well, but yep. it's like, I also like, I love my coffee. Yeah. You know, I'm sure you do too, that first sip in the morning. So oh, it's yeah. just like, but then when you go to talk to other people, it's going to be, you know, uh, it's, it's being around our family. Yeah. Being around our grandkids, being, you know, uh, being, doing something that's enjoyable to them. Yeah. So that, that kind of lays the groundwork as far as joy goes now for sure. Joy in the holidays. And I think, I think what happens here is joy seems to intensify mm. or the, the, the idea of, of joy intensifies during holidays. Um, yeah. And along with that, and we'll talk a little bit about this too. Grief kind of plays a part, a part inside of joy, and it kind of, yeah. kind of has this little fighting tug of war match. because yeah. there could be some sort of a smell, taste uh, thing that triggers oh, a yeah. person for 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 someone who may have passed away this past year, yeah. and
0: Absolutely.
1: so the intensity can kind of be brought up quite yeah. a bit as we get into the holidays. Um, and you think about it this way too: for some. For some, it's going to be stressful, Yeah, a stressful time of season, and and it also can be exciting as well. It can uh, both be happy and sad at the same time.
0: Yeah, absolutely. So
1: all your emotions are really kind of going up and down throughout the holidays. Now, many look for areas of encouragement, I think, uh, when they try to find an experience and, and keep their joy during the holiday season. And we can dive into that a little bit later. Yeah. But again, the idea of joy is going to rest in what? What is it that joy? What type of joy makes me happy? What is it? What makes me experience joy? Yeah, and we're not. We don't just stop here at the holidays. Again, I think it goes 365 days a year. But yeah, when we are
0: inside of the holidays, it really does intensify itself, though. Yeah, and it makes me think. I, in my mind, I'm thinking, why is that? And I guess it. There's a lot of intentionality. And time and energy and effort that goes into the holiday season, you know you right like you you know for us before we leave for Thanksgiving, we got the tree up and the lights up, and then you know then my wife decorates the house, so there's kind of this intentionality that goes into specifically Thanksgiving and Christmas, and
1: well you, know, you also have to in and also have to inter uh, uh intertwine the traditions. Of each person.
0: Yeah. I mean, when we go
1: through, uh, when we, we, we've done a lot of premarital counseling. Yeah. And so when we talk about premarital counseling, we talk about holidays. You know, what is it that you have had as, as a husband, as as a future husband, your traditions. Yeah. Now your future wife's traditions, you're going to be either well, Most of the times it's going to be, it's going to be, they came from two different sets of traditions. For sure. And now you're merging the traditions together. Uh huh. And so you have to, put that factor in as well.
0: Yeah. No, absolutely. You know, then for us, we've always lived away from family. So we've, you know, for us, a a something that we always do is just, there's traveling around, you know, holidays and and that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah. Okay. Great. Um, Are there things that bring you and your family joy during the holidays or what specific things are just super joyful for you guys? Oh
1: man. I mean, uh, just to get this off my chest, I wish Christmas could be every day. I am that person. I'm sorry. Adam, I, I, I know you a, fairly well and I would have never I, ever guessed this. I know I love this. I am a I am a if we could celebrate if I had if, if I had the choice, yeah. okay, if I ruled the world, which I don't, <laughs> I would I would have Christmas every single day. We would pause for all this other holidays. You know, we'll yeah. pause for Thanksgiving, you know, we'll pause for Easter, but then immediately pick it right back up. I honestly think we could have Christmas every 25th
0: of every <laughs> month okay if that was what this is uh, awesome I, I, I would do that all the Christmas lovers listening right now are going crazy and they're and they're like I need to do that they would agree they so, they, so they what would what about it? so here
1: here's what it is and again we let me revert back to the intensity that joy brings during the holiday season because again it's 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 a lot of those those triggers, your taste, the smells, the, the, the feelings, the, the yeah. actions and stuff like that. So yeah. I, um, you know, I, for the, as long as I can remember, I, I've always been a Christmas guru mm. and okay. My favorite, my favorite, and my wife will tell you this too, and she'll roll her eyes. My favorite Christmas movie is a Christmas story. Really? You'll shoot your eye out. That is by far and all your listeners. I'm sorry. That is the best movie The best Christmas movie ever. I know there's Elf and there's the Santa Claus. Those are right right behind it, but the best Christmas movie is A Christmas Story. Now, I say that because, again, it's a trigger. So if we're going to run through this theme of triggers in our lives, it's a trigger that brings me back to... Uh, you know, they run 20 TBS runs at 24 hours. I'm not supporting them right now. So this is not, they don't give you any money or anything commercial for them, but Uh -uh. 24 hours of a Christmas story. But that goes all the way back to even before I went to college before, you know, right after high school, it's like, it's one of those times. It's like, I I watched this before meeting my wife, before going to college, before having kids and all this stuff. So it's that that brings me joy for as much pain yeah. as that movie causes my wife, because she hates that movie. <laughs> it brings me joy. And you can name off like a couple other things. I love baking. I love making cookies, doing doing stuff with my kids around the holidays. Yeah. You know, we just put our Christmas tree up. I'm sorry, Christmas lovers. Oh wow. We, we've been so busy. And if man. it wasn't busy, it's getting sick.
0: You know, oh, after being yeah. in
1: Colorado, we got back and it's like, oh, when are we gonna do this? We finally did it. We're gonna do it when we're see, healthy. <laughs> Exactly. But see, we also keep our tree up until after after uh, Valentine's Day. Because oh, that's just how it's supposed to be. And if I remember, you know, that's in February. That's in February. Oh, so we will
0: take it all awesome. the way out until mid-February. Real tree or fake tree? Fake. One tree or multiple trees? We
1: are we're we're a one tree with many decorations.
0: Okay. So we okay. do the one
1: tree, but we decorate the house as okay. well. Yeah. Uh and for Scentsy lovers, yeah, it's that time yeah. where you swap over from pumpkin spice. Oh yeah. To peppermint or Uh pine or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, I take Christmas pretty serious. I used to, when we live in Kansas, I used to deck the whole house. Okay. I mean, I would do the lights outside and everything like that. Yeah. It just, it was, it was a part of my life. But, um, uh, as far as like what we do, um, you know, we, we also enjoy, um, Going and looking at Christmas lights. Yeah. Driving around, grabbing some coffee, some hot cocoa, yeah. going to see what all lights are around and that kind of stuff. So just little things. It doesn't even have to be expensive stuff. For sure. You know, and, you know. now living in Cooperstown, it's just, it's a rural part of North Dakota. Yeah. So anytime we're able to get away and if it's at night, yeah, we'll come over to Fargo, Grand Forks, Bismarck, whatever, and yeah. drive around looking at lights.
0: Well, the the blessing to this time of year to looking at lights, you can start looking at them at like four p.m. because it's dark. So, <laughs> yeah, I know midnight hits at five, right? is not that it not
1: that what? It, isn't that what
0: it is? It, that sounds right. Yeah. So, so you know, you talking about? Or would you say kind of what you just shared about the movie and all that? Like, is that like a a family tradition? Like it, it like takes you back to your childhood and your family traditions. Yes. Yeah, so
1: you know? we, when yeah, remember I talked about. So the before marriage, yeah, that would be one of the things that I would- But
0: how, how far back would it go? Do you remember the, like, oh, as a four-year-old? No, 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 no. Okay, okay. No, no. All right. That's too far. No. Okay. So
1: if you were to take it all the way back, one of the things that I, that I brought, I would bring in is our Christmas Eve, um, kind of like a cel- Christmas Eve celebration. Yeah. Christmas is, it, itself is a big celebration, but the, sure. the night before, I mean- we would do family parties. We would do gift exchanges. We would do, uh, I don't know if we have any Denny's fans, people out there, but the whole Christmas, uh, 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 the Santa Claus where they go to Denny's to eat because he burns the turkey on Christmas Eve. You know, well, we picked that up. And so it's like, we started going to Denny's and we would do Chinese and then we would, so we would switch it up. So it's like all these little things. And, but that stuff was brought into our family as well. Okay. And so, what we would normally do is we would split up how we visit our families. Cause you know, we're, we're in North Dakota. And even before we were in Missouri, my, my wife's family's all in Oklahoma. I'm in Michigan. And so we would, we would go up to my family in Michigan uh, quite often for Christmas.
0: Yeah.
1: So we would end up doing the Denny's thing. We would do the Christmas Eve thing. We would do the opening up one gift type of thing. And like and, the night before the night before. Yeah. And, and uh, you know, just, Again, the theme is going to be finding joy in the little things, for sure. And so that is one of the little things.
0: Mm. Were there any specific traditions, you know, that like that you had and your wife had that were different? And then when you married, it was it caused any tension, or was there pretty decent, you know, overlap of things?
1: I I'd like to think. Now,
0: be careful on how I say this,
1: because I'd like to think there that we did. Yeah. We overlapped quite a bit. Yeah. As far as what was brought in and from her family and from my family. Uh, one of the stickler things is I'm a, I don't really care how the Christmas tree looks. Yeah. And I love ho- homemade, handmade ornaments and things that actually mean something. For sure. Yeah. Uh, Alicia is more detailed. So, like, okay. if there's, like, a square section, one-by-one one section that doesn't have the quite amount yeah. right amount of ornaments she'll fix that gotcha uh so but that was a little learning curve as far as as far as that goes but yeah but yeah that not much really okay. has has been brought into our family
0: yeah for sure what um what are some like what does it look like to be specifically intentional to make these things happen for you guys like how, how are you intentional to make sure that you know, you're finding joy and you kind of doing some of the holiday traditions, especially, I mean, man, being in camp ministry, it's, you know, you have like 65 jobs, you right? Know, you know what I mean? So it's, it's. But see, even with that, let's just go ahead and remove the
1: fact that I work at a camp. Let's go ahead and just say work in itself. Okay. You're, you're yeah. a pastor here at, at Bethel. Yeah. Okay. Um. Just just the fact that we the first thing we have to mention is intentionality. Yeah. The question is about being intentional. So my question is going to be, how are you being intentional? Yeah. You know, it, it almost seems like work has overloaded parents and young parents nowadays. Yeah. And it's so hard to find, and I'll be cautious by saying even finding, but may, actually intentionally making time yeah to to spend with your family uh, you know if you think back again if i'm going to revert back to my favorite christmas movie a christmas story where they sat around the table and they ate dinner together and yeah. you know that's their time that's their family time together just think about wh- how many families actually do that now you know and and i if, yeah. i'm sure if you were to poll even just the fargo area how many families actually sit down for dinner together at 5:30 or 6 or whenever they when they eat dinner yeah. spend time talking about how their day was, um, you know, what did they do today? What were their ups? What were their downs? Yeah. A lot of it is spent, and I'm guilty of this too, because, you know, you get home, you grab a plate, you go sit in the living room, you watch TV, and then it's just one of those, how was your day? Great. Good. Yeah. Awesome. So it it really is the, how intentional are we being as one husbands, as leaders of the family, how intentional are we in being, around and doing certain things with our family for sure and two, making the actual time and the effort to spend with them now laying that down what are some of the things that we do of course it's going to be you know I, I feel like i failed during the holo- during the halloween we did not carve one pumpkin <laughs> okay i know it's christmas here yeah. we have nine pumpkins still sitting in my garage
0: oh that's fun that have
1: not rotted out yet and guarantee we will get to that in january and we will carve them in <laughs> that's january that's awesome it's awesome and sad at the same time because it's one of those, like we didn't have time to carve pumpkins for sure. So really how, how hard is it to, to make time? So then you fast forward. Okay. So, you know, like you said, we have, if there's traveling involved to go visit your family, you know, holiday parties, you know, how many holiday parties do you have? Yeah. How many, how much money do you have to spend? I said, do you have to spend, but how much money are you willing to spend? Yeah. on on other people, or, you know, I have another Christmas party to go to, but being intentional, you know, when I think about doing certain things with my kids, there's things that I will do with my daughter that I won't do with my son and then I'll do with my son and I won't do with my daughter. My You know, the age difference is a 10 and 5 year old thing. Yeah, My daughter is wired completely different than my son, Yeah, you know, which means my son could, like, you buy, you go to Dollar General or whatever, you buy a, I say Dollar General, rural North Dakota, okay, (laughs) sorry guys, you guys got Walmart around here, but you buy something super super simple, a three dollar Lego set, and you just sit and you just do do Legos with them. Yeah, with 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 my with my daughter, I mean, it's totally different. It's yeah. she she thinks of it as oh, can we watch a movie together? Can we can we draw? Can we you know? So it's going to be different as far as their likes and dislikes. So now so, it's it's taking that and applying it to holidays. Yeah, what do they like doing? What do they enjoy doing? Well, guess what? They are movie watchers. What better what better thing to do than just to pop some popcorn and sit and watch Elf? Or lately it's been um the the claymation stuff. Really? Okay. You know, the and, and then also like Charlie run, Brown.
0: Like run, chicken run type. No, 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 no the, come on, man. Chicken the, run. Chicken run. I, that is one of them, but like okay. we're
1: talking like the old school. The old school Christmas movies like, you know, Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. Okay. okay uh, yeah. uh, Frosty the Snowman. What's okay. the one? Uh, a Year Without a Santa Claus. All of them. Yeah. Yeah. My kids absolutely love that. Okay. Okay. They love sitting down with each other.
0: Well, it's so it's even inter- interesting to listen to you because, like, my upbringing, all I remember was my mom always said, Hey, sorry, I couldn't get you more. And we didn't really have traditions. I mean, sometimes we got with together with family, but there was never like I would say a, a traditional pattern in our family. So it, it's interesting. Like, so I don't necessarily like have things like, "Oh, I want to do this," like, or "I'd like to do this for the holidays." I'm like, most of what what do you and the kids want to do? And and I'm cool with that, you know. Right, I, as long as I don't have to sit down for five days inside, and I can get out and do a couple of things once in a while, I'm I'm good. Well, that's that's great. I mean, I th- and again, I think that goes along with. Actually, and
1: here's the hard part, actually knowing what your kids' interests are. Yeah. You know, how, how, how often do you sit and think, like, what, what have I done to understand what my kids like to do? For sure. You know, for the married couple, how often do you think about what your wife likes to do or your husband yeah. likes to do? And actually being intentional about it. You don't have to. I think, I think it's a cop-out when mm-hmm. it comes to buying off people. Hmm. For the holidays, because hey, explain that. What, what do you mean? Here's what I mean by that. It's like okay, so you want to get someone to like you more. Uh, I'm going to max my credit card out on the best thing. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not all about that. At. I am not all about going into debt to make other people happy because it's the holidays for sure. I do believe again. I think this is where the whole it's the thought that counts happens. But some don't even look at that that phrase as a thought that counts anymore. Yeah. I don't find getting off the theme of joy. I don't find the joy in And how much the gift costs, I find my joy in the fact that this person actually thought about me and, and like, oh, wow, you actually listened to me about a time that I talked to you about six months ago. Mm. You're like, oh, I could really, you know, I I really like this or, you know, and then you bring that back up and you're like, you know, you listen for the interest of the other person
0: Mm. essentially is what that is. Yeah. So. Oh, that's good. What things has your family tried? And you learned that this was not joyful for your family, you know, <laughs> do a little experimentation.
1: So, so and, you you, know? I saw that question you sent me and I'm like, how in the world do I answer this? I figured to bring a few stories up, you know? So, well, I got one.
0: Okay. And
1: you're thinking a lot, but I got one. So gingerbread houses yeah. are not our thing. Really? No. So what happened when you tried so it? So we, we, tra- now mind you, I've got my, my five-year-old is, is like a tornado. Okay. Okay. And he will, he, you can't really, you hold his attention for about 10 minutes or so. And that's about it. Okay. It takes way longer to do a Geneva house more than 10 minutes. Oh okay? yeah. Oh, Depending yeah. on how good you want it to be. For sure. Now, again, I've got two kids that are wired completely different. My daughter likes the details. Okay. My son just wants to throw everything together and then bring Godzilla into the picture to destroy the house. <laughs> It did not work at all. We did think we're like, Oh, it's on sale. Let's go ahead and sure. do one of these things and see what happens. And we tried it. Oh, utter failure, hmm. absolute failure. So we're like, yep, we're not doing that anymore. We reverted right back to the, uh, sugar cookies thing. They, my kids love decorating, decorating the cookies and then okay. we'll eat them and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. Gingerbread houses. <laughs> you can, uh, no, we're done with any yeah. type of gingerbread house,
0: anything. Yeah, that's that's pretty funny. Do you guys do that? Do you guys do the well? Usually, so you know, we go to Ohio to spend time with my wife's side of the family um, on Thanksgiving, and we normally yeah, there's normally the kids love it, but it's like a tag team effort. There's like nine kids putting it together, so oh, okay. so you know, so eventually one or two walk away, and the others kind of finish and that kind of thing. Uh, my wife did get one for Christmas, and and usually, usually my wife will do that with our kids maybe during the day or something like that, like. Um, but it's interesting. I, am in I, I, I didn't grow up doing those and I was like, well, you put it together and you eat it. I, and I didn't Most people don't eat it.
1: I didn't know you weren't, I thought you weren't supposed to. Well. I thought it was just like, again, like with you, I never done gingerbread cookies before or ginger, sorry, gingerbread houses. Yeah. For the longest time. And it sounds like you agree. You build it and you leave it right? Yes. Do you agree with that? It's well,
0: like, I, I thought that's what that's what we do, but I thought you could eat it, which I think you technically can. You, you can. Did you try it? No, I did not. But I, I remember like the first time, you know, I don't remember when, but you know, Paisley's over there gnawing on and she's like, this is really hard and crunchy. I'm like, what are you <laughs> it, eating? The gingerbread house. It's like I'm a biscotti. You know? is yeah. What it's, it is. yeah it's, it's so hard. Yeah. Soak that mug in some milk yep. or something before so, I, it's just funny, just the etiquette, I guess, so to speak, of when it comes to just that well, we didn't even
1: we didn't even get to the getting the candies stuff on the, the house. It ended up, Caden ended up eating it.
0: That's so funny. So,
1: our house only had his, we did two houses, one for my daughter and then one for my son. So, okay. my daughter's house is just immaculate. Yeah. I mean, perfect precision because her and my wife did it. And then when me and Caden started working on his, all we had on it was frosting.
0: Yeah, that's pretty funny.
1: There was no candy. He's over there eating it away. We need more frosting here. I'm like, you're eating the decorations, son. So we need to stop that.
0: Well, so maybe, uh, maybe you could give it a try again someday and just use a hot glue gun. So then it just so- the hot glue gun that mud <laughs> together. I've seen that. And, I've seen that before. And it may hold together a little bit better when the when the Godzilla construction or demolition takes place. No, we're just not going to worry about that. <laughs> it, it was such
1: a mess to clean up. It just. No, th- yeah. that tradition. No, not at all. That's so
0: funny, man. What specific things would you recommend for other families to try um, just in general, or maybe even things in the area that you're aware of that you would recommend families to try just yeah. to kind of create some uh, joy, but also even just some family experiences and memories. So I'm going to, again, go back to what I said about
1: finding the interests of what your kids like to do and, you, and your family like to do as a whole.
0: Yeah. So you, you
1: need to, you need to take, and I think this is where some, some, some families need to pick up in certain areas of, of family life and getting involved in understanding what their family likes to do. Mm. And then once you figure that out, it's going to sound dumb, but start writing stuff out. Yeah. What are some things that are in the area that you enjoy doing? Now, uh, again, we're in rural North Dakota. So the, one of the things that we do eat or uh, make cookies, and then we'll go look at Christmas lights. Yeah. Or. <laughs> don't don't laugh too hard at this. We would do family dollar general runs. Okay. Because candy, Christmas candy is super cheap.
0: Okay. So you give like each kid like three we would, bucks. We would and, do or a couple and, bucks
1: and then be like, what do you want to get? Okay. you can you can, you can pick it out and yeah. then we'll go look at some lights. Now, yeah. when we lived in Kansas, that was a little bit different because we, we had a larger community that we lived around. But needless to say, it was one of those um the, the 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 fact of finding quality time yeah. over quantity of yeah. time, and I get it. Like everybody's going to be busy during this time, you know. When, when, even at your work, you're either slowing down work or you're picking up before the end of the year. Oh yeah. Or your family's, you know, you're getting ready to go on Christmas vacation or whatever. But the intentionality of having that actual quality time with that 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 significant other or your family,
0: yeah,
1: not so much quantity, yeah, because sure. you could you could chalk up numbers. You know, oh, I did this, 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 this. And, but then if you if you were to go back and talk with your kids and be like, hey, did you enjoy this? Well, no, I didn't enjoy it. Well, yeah. I thought you enjoyed it. It's like, well, you didn't get a chance to actually yeah. listen to what your family enjoys doing. So you could take it a couple different directions, you know, find ways to give back
0: Yeah, would be one sure. of them. Yeah. Figure
1: out ways of, you know, giving your kids five bucks and saying, hey, let's go help somebody. Yeah. Okay. Uh, again, going to see lights down in downtown Fargo, if I'm not mistaken, there's a, an ice rink. Right, I believe like, so. Yeah. So there's stuff to do in yeah. Fargo, but I also think that um, that uh, just getting together with family in itself. Yeah. I get it. Some people don't like their families. Oh yeah, it's a that. It's could just be a whole episode. You're right. Yeah. But actually, getting together with friends and families and doing something. Yeah. I mean, uh, that. And that's one of the things that I enjoy. I enjoy being around people. I am an extrovert. I am not an introvert. I don't know what it means to be introverted. Yeah. I enjoy being around other people. I enjoy listening to conversations and I enjoy listening to and and engaging with, with one another. Yeah. Uh, so just finding areas of, you know, it doesn't take much to get on Google and find, Hey, what are some Christmas things to do around the
0: area? Yeah, no, Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, you know, we should probably take a little bit of time here and kind of define what joy is to everyone and maybe even what's a biblical perspective of what joy is specifically.
1: Yeah, sure. So, uh, I mean, if you think about it and for those who grew up in the church, legit question, you know, we, we, we sing about it during Christmas, joy to the world. Yeah. Do we really understand what we're singing about when we say joy to the world or, or even in in Sunday school, when we used to sing, I've got the joy, 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 joy down in my heart. Yeah. You know, uh, do you want to break out into song or? Do, you, do uh, we need to go get your worship leader right you're, now?
0: You're talking about things I have no idea. Do I, you not know that song? I did. I didn't get saved till I was 15, so I don't know tradition. Oh. I don't. I never learned a Christian biblical song until I was like 15 years old. So here's what we're gonna
1: have to do then so we're gonna have to schedule out a time where I can take you out, and then we'll we'll learn some of the old Christian, oh, the old not Christmas, the old um, Sunday school songs. So hey, here's the thing. You can have your listeners email you some songs
0: that you need to listen to. That is true. Uh, and praise God, I got Spotify, so I can find about anything that's out there. You there go. So,
1: you know. There you go. But just think about it, you know, we do sing yeah. about joy yeah, quite for often. sure. Um, you know, when we, I did a little bit of study about the word of, about the word joy. Yeah. Um, it's defined, and in its, in its essence, if you were to boil everything down, it's defined as a feeling of great pleasure and happiness. Mm. Okay. But the word joy comes from a Latin term, okay? And now I'm going to screw this word up because I did it before, but it's, it's gaudium, and it's from the word gaudier, which means to rejoice. Mm. So it's, it's in itself is to rejoice and being happy over something or someone in your life. Yeah. Okay? Joy, like we said, it, it can be, it's going to be subjective towards every sure. single person. So what brings me joy is not going to be the same. Yeah. It's someone else and that all of us at its core, all of us desire some form of joy. Mm. If you think about it, if you, if you were to ask basically anybody, and there was a polling done uh, about joy in itself. Let me see if I can bring it up. Uh, There's a survey done uh, of, of 5,300 adults by SurveyMonkey that they asked the question of what brings you joy the top answers you want do you want to play a game or do you want to just hear the top answers i i will let you i will let you try and guess what the top 3 answers are
0: the top of three what,
1: br- that- what brings
0: them joy uh, i would assume family uh or some extracurricular activity of some sort like a like a okay. hobby or something like that um man i yeah so you were uh, you're super close okay, okay.
1: Top answers were this the birth of my child. Okay. Laughing with friends. Really? That's two? That's number two? And the day I married my spouse. Those were the top answers that were given. Now, in the same study, they gave out uh, a, a list of activities. So they gave out 55 different activities to choose from. Top answers to that that brought most joy in activities was listening to music and going on vacation or traveling. I can see that happen for sure. I, I can definitely see the vacation traveling part. Yeah. That brings you to joy. And then get this too. They also found within this study, this is the one that blows me away. And it, it, it took me a little bit just to kind of understand this. But in that same study, they found that the greatest levels of joy were from older people, specifically over 60.
0: Interesting.
1: So it really started to beg the question as to why. Yeah. Why did older people have more joy? And then I started rolling through thoughts of like, what is it that has taken joy away? Social media was yeah. one of them. Yeah. Electronics is another one. The, the simplistic living of those who were over 60
0: mm.
1: is what brought them joy. And in the same survey, they also found out that 87% that were polled said that the world needs more joy.
0: Fascinating.
1: I'm pretty sure that if we were to redo this poll in 2023, that answer would be the same, that the world still needs more joy. For sure. Now,
0: hmm.
1: if you think about it this way too, because we we, we we all desire joy. Um, if we look at scripture, John John 15:11, I love this verse that says, these things I have spoken to you so that my joy may be in you, hmm. that your joy may be full. What's interesting about this verse though, is that when Jesus is speaking these things, he says, that it's my joy. My joy, this joy that John speaks of, isn't the same as what's commonly understood as as the, defi- the, 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 the definition of joy, of happiness, and excitement. But it's the joy of Jesus. It's not the pleasure of life of ease. We we're never called as Christians to be a, at a life of ease. It is exhilaration of being right with God and consciously walking in His love and in His care. Mm. You know, we can have that joy. We can have His joy. And have it as an abiding presence. That's the one of the things that I absolutely loved about that verse. When you reread it and reread it, it's my joy. So if you think about it, um, have you heard of the Westminster catechism?
0: Oh yeah. I had to memorize it in seminary. Do you remember what it is? Uh, No, I don't. The chief end of man. Cause Uh, what? To glorify God, make much of God. Uh, Is glorify God, was
1: that right, the first one? Yeah, there's okay. more. So it's the chief end of man is to glorify God and enjoy him forever. Yes. Right? yes. So John Piper puts it even better. He says, he says that um a better way, a more accurate way to say this would be the chief end of man is to glorify God by enjoying him forever.
0: Mm. Because by enjoying him forever. Because satisfaction only comes through Christ to have a relationship with God. Exactly. And apart from that, I guess there could be some Generic, joyful, earthly, joyful things that are probably satisfying to an extent, but to an
1: extent, so they're the, limited. The, the, it, begs, the, it begs to answer the question, which I'm sure I'll get to later, is biblically then, biblically speaking, your joy is your joy coming from something or someone? Mm. Is it coming from you know materialistic items? Is it coming yeah. from social status or is it coming from someone and that someone being the person of Jesus Christ?
0: Yeah. Hmm. What makes me think like, you know, there's, uh, I think the holiday season can be hard for lots of people, you know, suffering and pain and loss and grief and that Mm -hmm. kind of stuff. And so, um, but man, what's on my mind right now is the fact that, in order for someone to experience joy, well, maybe I should say those who don't have a relationship with God through Christ don't have legitimate joy, and that sounds horrible.
1: That does. Uh, I, I I think though that we have again. You mentioned that there's two types of joy that you get. You ever you ever received a gift card from oh, yes. anybody? You're like you see it, you're like you're ecstatic. Yeah, I got a fifty dollar gift card to Who Hot. Or whatever, yeah. You get absolutely joyful over
0: eating something like that, like thirteen plates of joy. So 30, thirteen <laughs> plates of joy, exactly.
1: <laughs> you have that, so that's one sense, yeah. But then you have the opposite. You have the 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 other end of the spectrum, which is is my joy, my true joy, coming from Christ. Yeah. You know, so um, I guess if you were to break down like the top three. There's going to be plenty more, mm. plenty more, but think about it. Three areas where we could exceed in our joy or understand how we can, how, how we can be more joyful. I could break it down to three ways. First one is this joy is only found in God's presence. Mm. True joy, true joy is found in God, God's presence. The second thing would be this, that true joy or joy flows from thankfulness.
0: Mm.
1: It flows out of gratitude. Yeah. And how often do we really express gratitude and thankfulness on a daily basis? I mean, yeah, the whole chapter, the whole chapter of Psalms one hundred expresses thanks, thankfulness, especially verse four, when it says, "Enter his gates with thanksgiving, mm. and in his courts with praise." So if 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 we want to really look, okay, where where does my joy really come from? Am I being thankful? Am I being grateful to what I currently have? Yeah, you know what I mean. And then the last thing uh, uh, that I think again, it could be, it could be hundreds more, but for me top three would be the last one be joy is not defined about our situations or in our situations yeah you know um if a person i guess one of the questions you had if i I can kind of go forward yeah if a person does not have joy is that a problem i really got me thinking like i don't really think it is because we have two types of joy Mm. it all really depends on that thinking of what joy really is. Yeah. You know, the main question would be, where is my source of joy coming from? Mm. Is my source of joy coming from Christ or is my source of joy coming from things? You know, the foundational point is this, as that joy cannot be found within yourself or in people or in things or in finances or in work or even in the holidays themselves, but they have to be found in Jesus Christ.
0: Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. Oh, you got me rolling, man! i starting <laughs> doing, starting great. Pre- preaching. Well, that's all right. That's okay. Um, as a fellow preacher, it's all good. I'm gonna to, gonna we're have preaching. to extend this
1: podcast into like two hours. I'm sorry for your listeners. Two hour podcast, hey, and I, we're gonna need another pot of coffee. Is
0: what that's gonna. Well, be. you know, I do need to put a pot. Of, I need to put, put a pot, pot right, right, right in the middle. Yeah, the just desk? to yeah. keep keep things going. So, well, so when I think about holidays, time with family, I, I think about relational I- issues and tension. I mean, man, there's I don't. I don't know a family that I've ever gotten to know, been able to peek behind the curtain a little bit because I've I, been able to know them a little bit better. Every family I know has got issues. No. Every family. They Family life is perfect. You know, right? they, they, so when it comes to family dynamics and, and the, and I know people that like refuse to be with, like, I'm not going with my family because, you know, so and so's a whatever. Right. I mean, so it's like, oh, wow. Okay. So what, what, what is a, I mean, I, realistically, what does a believer do when there's family dynamics and issues that arise around the holidays? So
1: I'm t- I was trying my hardest to remember. There's a, there's a quote that says, don't talk about, or if you want to start arguments, talk politics and government or whatever. I can't remember what it is. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And, and so it's like, if you want to rile up, I can think of people in my own family. If I wanted to rile them up, I can just, you know, go off on politics uh-huh. or whatever. Uh, but coming from a biblical perspective, I think one of the things that we have to remember is that one, every person is imperfect. Yeah. Okay. Two, everybody's going to have an opinion.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Okay. Three is this, as a Christian, as a, if you are proclaiming Christianity, if you are, you're saying, I have, I, I, I have accepted Christ as my savior, I live in, in Christ now, and he is, you know, he is, he is my life. Yeah. So the first thing you got to think of is this, what scripture say? Mm-hmm. Always going back to scripture, what does scripture say about this? The first one that came to my mind was Colossians 3, 13 and 14, yeah. where it says, bear with each other and forgive one another. If any of you has grievances against someone, forgive us, the Lord forgave you. And over all these virtues, put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. Mm. Okay. The part we tend to miss is the very first part of that verse, bear with each other. Yeah. That doesn't mean shut everybody off. That just means you're bearing with each other. You're around each other. You are listening to each other. You know, you, so you could have someone from one, you know, a conservative background and someone from a far and liberal, and you can still love and bear with each other. I would hope so. I would hope. It's, it's possible. It's doable. Through Christ. Yeah. Because if we do it yourself, that that's, that's where it tends to get a little sticky. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, um, you know, you may not agree again. You may not agree with your, your family members as far as it comes to politics or, or finances. That's another big, yeah. big area. Um, or, and I, I guess one of the other areas, and maybe some have dealt with this, are like, why aren't you married yet? Or when are you going to give me a grandbaby? You know, think about, I remember. I remember when I first brought Alicia home. Wow, that sounds like I've bought her at a store. I didn't mean it seemed like that. <laughs> no. When I first when I first introduced <laughs> Alicia to my family, yeah, the first question I got was, "Oh, when are you getting married?" Okay, well, hang hang on here. We're putting yeah. the cart before the horse. Yeah, yeah, yeah. you know. Yeah. So it's like it's those questions of like some of those questions. You know, they're they're coming from a source of just you know they love you. Yeah, and they're just curious, and their hearts in the right place. Exactly. You know? It's just, maybe they could have either worded that differently or not said it at all, you know? But yeah, what's odd is families are just weird. Oh man. Okay. Now you could, doesn't say you could probably agree with that. They're weird in the sense that again, every individual person is going to have a different personality. Yeah. And I think again, we go back to Colossians where there are a few commands, bear with each other, forgive one another, love all of these do what? The end of the, end of the two verses, it says they bind them all together in perfect unity. Mm. I think if you can get past some of the certain things and, and I get it, I understand turmoil and and bigger issues are out there when it comes to family. I I get that. But for the, for the, for the Christian speaking directly to the the Christian listener or whoever, are you loving, are you bearing and are you forgiving with one another?
0: and i think too like not just in the presence of that person but also you know as you're driving you know on the way over like are you you know bashing uncle so and so oh, and you know and your, your your kids mind is already and, going yeah yep and and i get it it's hard i you know i don't have a the easiest family at all and so uh it you know it creates tension and and uh but but surely a simplistic and appropriate expectation is surely we can at least be civil. Oh, definitely. <laughs> but you know what I mean? Um, what would it, uh, you know, hanging out with family, sometimes there's tension, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And then oftentimes, especially if you're married and you got kids, um, or I guess it doesn't really matter what phase of life you're in, really, it would apply. You find yourself probably doing stuff that you love and probably find yourself doing stuff that you absolutely hate. So what do you do with when you're with family and you find yourself like having to do something that you just don't want to do? What do you do?
1: Well, that depends. Uh, it depends on the situation. It does. So yes. it's going to depend on what the, the ask is or the request is. Now, my wife asked me a few days ago, uh, she goes, can you take the trash out? Um, did I want to take the trash out? <laughs> I did not. Yeah. I, I just got in the door, said hi to everybody. The first thing is, can you take the trash out? And the first thing on my mind is my recliner's waiting for me.
0: <laughs> you know? <laughs> and it's, you know, negative twelve outside. Exactly.
1: So. so it it's one of those you know, but she did ask. I completed the task. Um, I didn't want to do it, but I did it anyways because one, it needed to be done, and two, I liked life. Yeah. You know, yeah. happy wife, happy life. Yeah. And I just don't feel like I I'm in the mode of like, God's going to take my life yet for the hands of my wife. But anyways, it it does come down to it. It boils down to this. It's a heart check. Mm. I think, um, it depends. Like, where is your heart in that moment? I'm wanting to do what you want to do now. It could be, you know, think about, you know, if you were to list off things you don't like to do, trash is probably my number one trash, taking out trash, cleaning the house. I am not that kind of person. I don't like it. I'll do it. Yeah. But you know, chores, work. Nobody likes work, but it has to be done. Yeah, right. Things that don't we don't thoroughly enjoy, but we need to do. Yeah. Um. It comes down to your heart check. Mm. Now, I'm not saying everything's spiritual. I'm not saying absolutely everything. But where is your heart in the moment?
0: Yeah.
1: Are you serving? Are you are you loving? Are you being kind? Are you are you helping? You know, it's like. That's the one thing is that we also go over when it comes to premarital counseling is, is you're a team. You're you're working things out together. Yeah. And you 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 do things with each other.
0: Yeah. No, for sure. And I think too, just when it comes to fame by dyna- dynamics and attention, you know, we often times I mean I tell my kids, you know, my you know, my son's like, I don't want to do that. And well, I'm like, Hey buddy, I I get it. But you're gonna do it anyway. Yeah. But it but it seems like when you become an adult that, like, I don't want to do this, so I'm not going to do it. <laughs> it. We, like, have changed the dynamics a little bit. Right. I mean, I guess because, you know, it's, I get to dictate what I do. I have the authority, so to speak. You know what it, I mean?
1: So we're struggling with my, my little boy. He's five years old. And we're trying to get it through, trying to get the concept through his head that he has to clean up after himself. I don't know yeah. why we can't get it through. So he, the, the last thing was he uh, he broke into the cabinet, got a brand new bag of chips.
0: Okay. Broke in. Is there a lock? There should be. I'm telling you, right? This boy, boy, I mean, he
1: he Houdini'd every kid lock that we ever had when we locked up the house when he was two. So there's no point. So I guess broken wouldn't be the best thing. Uh, Stolen would be a better thing. He (laughs) stole a brand new bag of chips, okay? We're talking the family pack barbecue (laughs) chips, okay? And he just made a mess. Made a mess on the couch and the counter. So the other night we had to say, son, you got to clean it up why you made the mess yeah no you made the mess oh, wait a minute <laughs> let's start back let's back up i'm
0: about to make a mess I'm about, <laughs> sorry that's how <what> my mind <laughs> is. that's
1: i know and so we had to help him understand yeah. you created this mess you have to clean it up yeah so yeah i i totally get that yeah oh that's funny Maybe no more barbecue chips in your home. That's not going to happen. It's (laughs) that. Yeah, we could probably save a lot of money not buying snacks. It won't happen though. No worries. No worries. Can't even get him to eat an orange, man. Or he likes bananas, but I don't know. Whatever. That's total side. Anyways,
0: our listeners can pray for. For your son's parents, you and your wife,
1: they or or they can send donations to one one seven. The barbecue
0: chip fund is what we would call it. That is awesome. So I think to find what's joyful for your family, you really need to find out what matters most to you. You know, like what things do you value? What's important to you? And so, so how how do we go about doing that? Or what would you recommend for an individual or a married couple to? you know, sit down and make that happen. Yeah.
1: Uh, we already talked about intentionality. I think right yeah. behind intentionality is communication. Hmm. Communication is absolutely key. It's either going to be a lack of communication yeah. or it's going to be over communicating. It's going to be one or the other or somewhere in the middle. Yeah. Okay. And so it's uh, again, how well are you communicating with your spouse? Hmm. How well are you communicating with your kids? Um, What, what do you know? Do you, do you know what brings your kids joy? Hmm. I do know that one of the things that brings my son joy is a, dumb, dumb sucker. I'm sorry, man, but it is. That's awesome. That's one of the things that brings him joy. I do know what brings my daughter joy is either building Legos or sitting, cuddling on the couch and watching a movie. Yeah. I do know what brings my wife joy and that's taking out the trash. (laughs) Well, there's more than that, but still. For sure. But it's, it's uh, honestly blows out communication. Communication. How well are you communicating? Are you? And I get it. The the introverts will say, "Well, I'm holding to my. I I kind of am my." It doesn't matter if you're an introvert or extrovert. Communication has to be at the forefront of your family.
0: Yes. It. It. And you know. And I don't think it's appropriate to say, "Well, this is just who I am." So therefore, I'm not going to try. No. Man, that doesn't serve anybody. If no. If anything, scripture is like you need to be less of you and more of Christ. Exactly. And if we're doing that, it's going to be biblical values and truth that we're living out, which means that the concept of like, well, I, this is just where I am. Well, biblically, that's not sufficient. That's not a, that's not no. a justified reason. For, I, I think that know?
1: with that, the whole it's it's how it's who I am. It's how I'm wired, or we tend to play the blame game on, you know, oh, it's because I'm a. Pollock, yeah. or it's because of my heritage or whatever. And, and I want to be careful when saying this, but I do believe it's a cop out because it's not, it's your identity is no longer in yourself. Your identity is no, especially for the Christian, your identity is no longer in how you're wired or who you're, where you came from. Your identity yeah. is in Christ. Yeah, absolutely. So if your identity is in Christ, what are some biblical principles that you can apply to your family? Yeah. Communication again is one of them.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. Another way I think of joy is, is really hope and what would it look like for a family to practice hope this holiday season and not only like internally but even with our family or even what does it look like for us to to evangelize or or to help provide hope for those that we run into during the holiday season I think
1: again laying the foundation for this question would be more along the lines of our hope going back to what we talked about our hope and joy is found in the presence of God first yeah. and foremost. So how often are we in the presence of God? How mm-hmm. often are we are we are we listening to to the word being preached or reading about the word? You know, what are we doing to 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 grow ourselves and being in the presence of God would be the first thing that I that I think of. Yeah. And so as far as bringing hope to other other people I mean, we, we touched a little bit about it. What is it that you and your family can do to maybe not live with a, uh, a closed fist, but more of an open hand and yeah. helping other people. Now here's, hear me out. I'm not saying let's go ahead and drain our bank account yeah. on other, other people. Cause there's a little bit of wisdom when it comes to, to the Christian as well as, as far as you know, is the, is the parents, the husband, the wife, the wife taking care of our family, taking care of what we need to take care of. And then and then helping where we can. Yeah. So, um, my question would be this: What does your relationship look like with the shepherd? Mm. Would be the first one, because again, we enjoy him by looking to him to meet every need, to comfort every headache, and to fill every void. Mm. All right, and also to guide every step. I think that's one thing that we tend to miss: mm. is we got we we need. We need God to lead us and guide us in every single step. That also includes how, how we should go about in, in helping during the holiday season.
0: Yeah.
1: You know, if I had it my way, I wish I was rich. I wish there are times when I'm like, you know, I'm going to play the lottery. Ooh, sorry, man. I don't know if I'm supposed to say that, I, I, but yeah, coming from the, okay. coming from the Baptist world, play the lottery. It's bad. No worries. Uh, You know, you can't win if you don't play, and I'm like, oh, God's going to bless me with the 700 and some million dollars, and and I'll sit there and I'll say, oh, God, the things that I could do with that money in your name. I I honestly think that God doesn't allow that to happen because he knows that because of my my sinful heart, because of the heart that I have, it would turn into, yeah, we'll give a little here, 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 but then, oh, I would like a new truck. I could do much more for the ministry if I had a new truck, or I could— yeah. I would love to do that. But as far as the hope goes and guiding everybody's stuff, we enjoy him by spending time with him. Yeah. That's the first thing. The more we know God the more we will experience true happiness. Mm. Side note again, true happiness comes from God. But again, the enjoy, do you enjoy helping other people?
0: Mm.
1: Does that give you joy? Does that, does that bring that, that person hope? Does that give your kids hope that, Hey, there's better in this world yeah. than what we, we actually see. No,
0: for sure. You know, and and many find grief in the holiday season instead of joy for for a variety of reasons. Maybe it's the loss of a loved one or, you know, maybe a a traumatic experience. You know, it could be a variety of things. And so um, what what would it look like for us to be aware of that and to try to help those who are handling grief around us? And we need to, it's going to take some self-awareness a little bit, you know, it's not like you know maybe they're they're looking down or maybe they've shared or maybe it's family that you know like this is a yearly thing and so what would it look like for believers to lean in and to be i think it's sensitive but also just helpful for for those who are suffering yeah. um, and having grief in, in the holiday season um i'll
1: say this right out of the gate um it is absolutely okay to grieve during the holidays mm. do not do not let anybody tell you differently. Hmm. Do not let anybody tell you that you have to keep it all together. Yeah, You do not, you don't have to keep it all together. Don't tell, don't allow people to tell you it's time for you to get over it or it's time to move on. Because the the thing is, is if that person, let's just go ahead and use, use death as an example. You know, Um, I, uh, this past summer, I, I lost my, my grandpa. And he's my, my last grandpa. So this is the first holiday that I have no grandparents. Mm. I was able to go back and visit the grave sites of my grandparents and just kind of reminisce a little bit about them. Yeah. The thing is, this is that, um, I noticed this as we moved towards the holidays, just like we said that joy tends to intensify during the holidays. Mm. I also believe that grief tends to be more prominent during yeah. the holidays. Here's why, because we talk about, um, tr- different triggers. Mm. You know, I, I can tell you, uh, smells that would bring me back to my grandparents place. I can tell for you sure. activities that we would do. My grandma, my grandma was the best at giving. We knew all of us we had 13 cousins, 13 of us as, as grandkids. Okay. We all knew what my grandma was going to give us for Christmas every year. You know why?
0: Cause she did it every year. Every year. Yeah. It was, pretty, she
1: was consistent. It, it, was, oh, it was a 10 it was a $10 bill stuffed inside of a toilet paper roll wrapped up with a the same christmas card on the front of that with my name on it from from grandma and grandpa oh man 18 years of getting the same thing from my grandma my grandma and grandpa
0: yeah
1: now i have that card hmm. at home now when i open up when i open up my the boxes of, of holiday stuff to get up and decorate yeah that card is in there hmm. Small triggers like that can, and it can go both ways. It could be a heavy trigger where all of a sudden you just, you are floored and all you can do is cry. Yeah. And then it could be one of those happy triggers. It's just like, this is a good, a good thing. For
0: sure.
1: Um, do what you need. I came across this and, and, uh, one of the things that I would encourage listeners if they struggle with this, there's a group called grief share yeah. that, that helps walk through and gives you kind of, uh, 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 steps to take to help you walk through the holidays. Um, and they're not saying get over it. They're saying, here's a few things to help. One of the things I found interesting is you do what you need to do Mm. during the holiday season to remember the person, Mm. whatever it takes, even to the extent of canceling the holiday. Mm. I've never heard of that before. Let's cancel. But you know what? If that helps that person, I honestly think there should be no judgment passed. Um, Ecclesiastes three, if you're familiar with the book of Ecclesiastes and chapter three, it's a time for everything. Yeah. The pastors of a time for everything. I love it when you get to, uh, there's a time to weep, a time to laugh. There's a time to mourn and there's a time to dance. Mm. It could happen during the holiday season. If that time for you to mourn and a time for you to weep is during now, guess what? That's fine. Yeah. Grief is emotion given by God to you mm. and you can experience that. That is fine. Yeah. That's good. I think as a as, as a church family, not just, and this can extend way past Bethel, yeah. any church family, that's where you should be rallying around the people of your church better. Yeah. Okay. And the way I look at it like this, I had a really good pastor friend of mine who who told me this basically all the time. And you hear him say this in the morning service when he would say, uh, uh he would say, we rejoice with those who rejoice mm. and we weep with those who weep. Yeah. And that's what I believe that the body of believers need to do. Now I'll bring some more Bible. You're
0: staring at me like I need. I'll wrap
1: up. I'm. I'm, no, I'm doing, going on full on preach mode you're, right you're here. You're doing man. great. I, my the, mind's.
0: Yeah, I've got. I've got all these things I'm thinking. About James
1: buying. chapter one. Okay, James is one of my favorite books of the Bible. Yeah. James chapter one, specifically verses two and three, where James says, Consider it all, joy, my brethren when you fall into, when, when you encounter or fall into various trials, knowing that the testing of your faith produces patience. Mm. The one thing that we have to remember is that when James is writing this passage, James, he tells you, he reveals, he regards trials as inevitable. Mm. They will happen because when you look at the passage, it says, He said, when, he doesn't say, if, he says, but when. Yeah win trials. And at the same time, trials are also occasions for joy, mm. not discouraged resignation. Yeah, We have to remember that trials should be an occasion for joy. We can count it all joy in the midst of trials because they are used to produce patience. And I think the one thing that we could, could forget if we don't remind ourselves is that our faith is tested through trials. According to what James says, they are tested through trials. They are not produced Mm -hmm. by trials. Your faith is not produced by trials. It's tested through trials. And that trials reveal what faith we do have, we currently have. But it's not because God doesn't uh, know how much faith we have. Let's understand that. But it's so that our faith will be evident to ourselves and to those around us. Mm -hmm. You know, are you a Spurgeon follower? Or Spurgeon, you like some of the quotes Spurgeon? Uh, yeah, I,
0: okay. I've, I've not ever read anything, every, everything I've ever read or heard. I've, I'm, I'm like, man, this is a deep thinker and this is good stuff. He's so. way deeper than me. But
1: when I come across a quote from him that is applicable, in certain, this would be one of them. Faith, he says, this, faith is as vital to salvation as the heart is vital to the body. Mm. Hence, the javelins of the enemy are mainly aimed at this essential grace. Because faith... This is vital to salvation as heart is vital to the body. So if faith, this is the cool part. Now let's go ahead and put, put some things together as far as grief, grief goes and grief and joy and how they are, they are one and you know, they're kind of dancing partners in the holidays. Okay. If trials don't produce, um, faith, what does would be a legit question. If trials do not produce faith, what does now? Here's what I believe. Romans 10, 17 says, says this. So then faith comes by hearing. And hearing by the Word of God yeah. supernaturally then is this faith is built in us as we hear, understand, and trust in God's word
0: 100 percent
1: 100 percent. yeah so as we and, and, and I get it I, want, I'm, I don't want anybody to misunderstand me when when, when you're listening to this. grief comes and goes in waves mm. Grief doesn't just show up for holidays. it's a three hundred sixty five thing yeah it just intensifies more because you have that memory of the person from the holidays yeah, but not forget that your 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 faith was not in that person, your faith is in Jesus. Mm-hmm. And that the joy and the hope that we talked about before is no longer in, I miss this person. Of course, you're going to miss this person. But it's now in the fact that you will be able to, if they are in Christ, you will see them again.
0: Yeah. And it makes me think, I, there's phrases that I'd love to lean in a lot on, actually. Just, um, you know, things that we'll think to say to somebody. Like, you just need to get over it, you know? And I'm like, I think, I think... Oh. I think I think what happens is again, we go back to
1: the, the, uh, the, what is it? The intent of it is there or the, uh, the heart's in the right the, place. The heart's in the right place. It's just how you say it. Yeah. We just you know? say really dumb things. Exactly. I mean, yeah. it, you know, the, one of the things that I've heard before is, you know, they've been gone for this long. It's time for you to get over it. Yeah. It was one of them. Oh. And that kind of hurts. It's just, you know, if you think about it, I mean, my grandparents have been married for, oh man, I, they've been married longer than I can, I don't even remember. They're, yeah. They were married long, but then my, my grandpa passed away first, but then my grandma stuck around for a few years Yeah. after that. She would reminisce every now and then on that. Not once did anybody tell my grandma, you got to get over it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, so yeah, I think, I think we, I think if, if, if grief is in families, especially during the holidays, I think more people just need to be a little more sensitive to, to how you talk with someone who lost a loved one.
0: Yeah, I agree. And it may be worth just sitting still for a few minutes and being like, okay, how am I going to respond when somebody's expressing something to me and I can tell they're in, in grief? What is a good response to that? You know, just take a few minutes and think about it, you know? And, Pause. Just gather your thoughts before you open your mouth. Yeah. I And again, I think most people's hearts are in the right place. We just can communicate things that are just extremely hurtful. Right. And, and I don't know anywhere in scripture where it says you know, you got to get over it. No, I, I don't, you know, and yes, I, I think our upbringing in many ways in our culture and our family, it shapes us. I totally agree. And if you're, you know, nine, 10, 13, 14 years old and you're like, Hey, I'm this way because of my upbringing. I'm like, yeah, you're right. Right. But I'm like, but if you're a 50 year old guy and you're saying, well, I'm this way because of my upbringing, I'm like, well, I don't know, man. I, you you've been carrying this issue around like you know like it was a pet you know your mm-hmm. whole life here I, so I, so i'm not saying that we need to get over anything but i think we should be maturing in terms of taking the way the the, right. th- the things that have happened to us or but but i don't know anywhere in scripture where it's going to say to forget that no i know?
1: i've heard it said this way and i i really like this this thinking of it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay that way hmm. Yeah. It's okay to not be okay. Let's understand that it's okay to not be okay, but it's not okay to stay that way. Yeah. Now if for that person who has been married for, you know, 57 years, you just lost a loved one. I can understand. I get that. Yeah. You know, I, the, you can grieve. It, it, just do me a favor. Don't stay in that position because again, if you're in yeah. Christ, your hope is in Christ, not in that person. And let's not forget, this is grief. Isn't just from losing a loved one. I mean, for sure we have, we have others. We have, we've got divorce. Mm-hmm broken families oh, man yeah we've got we've got financial problems that families are dealing with yeah you know we've got car issues I'm dealing with a car issue right now both of my cars my van just had a check engine like come on and my truck is in the shop it's like this it just happens during the holidays I yeah. don't know why yeah so but, I mean, but here's the deal we're not labeling what's 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 number one two three but grief can come in many forms for sure the loss of a child mm. you know it, it, it you you name it so uh, what 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 I what I guess I'm saying is again keeping that that thought of it's okay to not be okay but it's not okay to stay that way yeah. plugging that in with what Scripture has to say as far as my situation and again we're going back to my 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 joy is not found in my situations but it's found in Christ yeah
0: yeah no oh, that's good man well Adam I appreciate your thoughts on this man how how can um how can our listeners be praying specifically for you and your family and even the ministry, you know, you run in Cooperstown Bible camp. And so uh, we'd love to know how we can be praying for you.
1: Yeah. Uh, well the camp in general, I mean, we, you know, we're getting ready to get into, it's going to be, we say we're getting ready to go to summer. It's not summer outside.
0: No, definitely
1: not, but we have to prepare for summer. So we do need staff. So we are, we're hiring for our summer staff uh, council, male counselors, female counselors, housekeeping grounds, the yeah. work. So we're taking an application. So if you could be praying that we're able to fill all positions for summer camp. Yeah. Now, mind you also, we're about 90, 85, 90% filled in our calendar year mm-hmm. already for 2024. So prayer for being able to keep everything straight yeah. and, and making sure that those who do come hear about the love of God yeah. and, and the salvation through Jesus Christ that, they, that can be theirs. And then for us personally, I think rest, um, we're getting ready to go on a break here uh, for the holidays and we're gonna we're just gonna kind of lay low have yeah. some family time quality not a quantity quality family time yeah. um we want to take the time to relax before the new season starts for sure uh, so if you just pray about that that's great yeah. finances are always a, a prayer request too so just pray that God continues to provide for this awesome ministry
0: yeah absolutely thanks adam I appreciate it man hey I appreciate you thanks bro thanks Thanks for joining us for this episode of the House on Fire podcast. Our prayer is that this podcast activates your home for Jesus. May the light of Christ burn bright through you and yours. Until next time.